thank you to Kenneth Copeland Ministries for sowing the airtime for this broadcast. There's enough power in every sick room and in every hospital room to raise up that sick one that may be describing you. Yes, you yes. may be in a sick room. You may be in a hospital room. And I want to remind you, power is present. That power is there to do a work. Believe in what's present, not try to get something, but notice that he's already made it yours. It's present right where you're at. Say, I receive that power. I receive that power. I receive it right now. I receive it right now. From the top of my head. The top of my head. To the soles of my feet. The soles of my feet. Welcome. We're so glad you're joining us today for Jesus the Healer. We have been on a topic that, my, 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 it's been so enjoyable to yeah, get to see is. what the Word says. Why? Because it helps us to live more accurately. And so we've been talking about the wisdom of God and the place that wisdom holds in our faith, in our believing, in our requests of the Lord. And uh, we invite you that if you haven't been able to see the previous episodes in this series, go back and watch it. Amen. Amen. We're going to be finishing that up today and we're going to go back to Proverbs chapter four. That's been our golden text that we've taken. Proverbs chapter four and verse five. And this is the King James translation. It reads, get wisdom, get understanding, forget it not, neither decline from the words of my mouth. So he's saying, once you get wisdom, don't forget about it. (laughs) Employ it, live by it. Don't set it aside. Verse six, forsake her not and she will preserve thee. Look at that. Wisdom preserves us. Uh, Love her and she will keep thee. So there's a protection that comes from walking in wisdom. Sometimes people do things that are unwise and then wonder why wrong things happen. Why did God let that happen? Well, it was the lack of wisdom that was um, not being walked in and uh, the devil would take advantage of it. But if we'll walk in wisdom, it'll help keep us safe and protect us. Amen. Amen. And then verse seven says this, wisdom is the principal thing or the chief thing, the foremost thing. Therefore, get wisdom. And with all thy getting, get understanding. Exalt her and she, she shall promote thee. She shall bring thee to honor when thou dost embrace her. So notice this, that wisdom will promote us. It will promote us into some things and it will promote us out of some things. When we talk about promoted into some things, what about this, that the wisdom of God will promote us into the fullness of his plan. You have to walk in the wisdom of God to fulfill the plan of God for your life. Why? The plan of God for your life is his wisdom for your life. The word of God is the fountain of all wisdom. Why? The word is the thoughts of God. And um, his thoughts are our wisdom. When we take on his thoughts, we're taking on the ways of wisdom. We're taking on the thinking of wisdom. Mm -hmm. We're taking on God's way of thinking. Not only will wisdom promote us into the, the plan of God and the will of God for our life, but it will promote us out of seasons of test and opposition. So when you're faced with something and you go, my, 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 Pastor Nancy, I'm struggling in the, in the face of this test, gain, gain wisdom, gain wisdom. 
If you're doing all you know to do and nothing seems to be making the difference, ask God. God, wisdom is the principal thing. Ask him, what am I leaving out? What am I leaving undone? It's not about the devil. It's about what are we not doing? Because listen, Satan has been defeated. Jesus defeated Satan. He is not, he is, if I could say this, he's not able to hold us back when wisdom is employed, the wisdom of the word. And the Holy Ghost will speak to us and give us the wisdom we lack. Amen. Amen. It says in James chapter one and verse five, it says, if any man, if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God. Meaning this, don't get into worry, get into asking. Don't just lay in bed and worry at night about what you don't know. Ask God to bring you into what you, what you're lacking, what it is you need. So verse five says, if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God that giveth. Notice this. He gives what you ask of. He gives to all men liberally and upbraideth not, and it shall be given him. So what's this mean? Expect to hear your help. Um, Then it says this, but only ask in faith. You have to ask expecting. If we doubt that he's going to give us the wisdom that we need, then that will close the door to him him giving that. Uh, But we're to expect. Just know this, when you ask for wisdom, you can expect him to give it to you. He'll give it to you through his word. He'll give it to you. His spirit may speak and enlighten something to you. Um, what about just sitting and hearing your pastor minister Amen. and the, the, through his sermon, you can hear the answers for your life, Amen. the wisdom of God being made known unto you. I want to read, uh, James chapter three, James chapter three and look at verse 13. And I'm going to read out of the King James translation. Um, James chapter three, verse 13, it says, who is a wise man? and endued with knowledge among you. Well, where's this knowledge come from? From God, God and his word. Let him show out of a good conversation his works with meekness of wisdom. Verse 14, but if you have bitter envying and strife in your hearts, glory not and lie not against the truth. Verse 15 says this, the wisdom, this wisdom descendeth not from above, but is earthly, sensual, devilish. Mm -hmm. For where envying and strife is, there is confusion in every evil work. Know this, where there's strife, where there's division, where there's argumenting, (laughs) arguments going on, (laughs) argumental, Uh, God's wisdom is not manifesting. God doesn't participate in that. We have left his wisdom when we start getting in contention with someone else. Um, you can't force your way into, um, into your, if I could say this into your success. Um, I am reminded of just an incident with my husband and I years ago, we had, um, we both knew that there was a house that we had at the time that we were to sell and we found the house that God was directing us to. Um, we both agreed on the house that we were going to buy, but my husband, he wanted to buy, he wanted to pay a certain price. The seller was asking a certain price 
And my husband said, I'm not going to pay that price. And so I said, well, let me ask you this. Do you agree that's our house? He said, yes. And I said, then if that's our house, then God will supply whatever is required for the home. And he said, I agree that's our house, but I'm not paying that price. And I said, but if the man doesn't come down on the price, what do we do? Are we walking away from the house that we agree is ours? Are we walking away from the house that we agree God is directing us to over price? I said, why don't we just believe God to supply the price? If that's what he's directing us to. Well, my husband was wanting a good deal. I don't, I'm I'm all for a good deal. I I don't mind that. Um, But my thought was, I don't want price to direct me when the spirit of God is directing me. So um, I said, I knew this, that if I, if I push, Mm -hmm. if I push my way, I've left godly wisdom because godly wisdom won't enter into strife. That's what we just read. Amen. 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 For where envying and strife is, there is confusion in every evil work. The wisdom of God will diffuse confusion. Amen. Diffuse strife, not enter into it. Amen. Where there's confusion, then the devil has open range to bring anything against us that he wants. Um, and I just said to God, I said, God, one of the things I so love about my husband is he hears from you. He is hungry. We're both hungry to follow what you have for us. But my husband, he hears from you. And that's what, one of the things I've so appreciated about my husband, mm-hmm. that he loved God. He wanted to hear what God said. And I yes. said, but I know this, if I push this, mm-hmm. I'm going to get out of your wisdom mm-hmm. and into right. strife. Mm-hmm. So I said, I ask you to talk to him. Yeah. Because if I talk, it's going to now start going carnal and natural. Uh-huh. Right. So good. Because, you know, once you lay out your case and you each understand, right. but someone's not in agreement, you cannot force agreement. That's right. That's good. Yes. Very good. Agreement is offered. It's not forced. That's good. Amen. You can't force someone to agree with you, then call it agreement. You might have cornered them and they might have agreed to keep peace, but that's not true agreement. That's okay. True agreement is something you choose. It's not something forced upon you. And I said, if I keep, if we keep continuing in the conversation, I don't want us to get into strife because if I get into strife, God can't work in that setting. And I need God to work for us for the supply of this home. Does that make sense to you? So I said, I'm just going to step back and I'm going to let you work. You know, that's the wisdom of God is that God is more successful than we are. At um, dealing with people. Amen. Amen. Force is never is never the way, but God can make Himself heard. And so I said, I'm just going to trust you to talk to Him. And I said, if I'm wrong, talk to me. Yes. Right. If I'm thinking wrong, because I want to think right. And my husband was getting ready to go on a trip. Now we were selling our previous home at a certain price. And I had said to Ed, I said, uh, I think we've got the price a little low. And he says, no, I think that that's appropriate price. I said, okay. 
But I just left it. Why? Because wisdom doesn't enter into strife. You don't force your way. That's not the wisdom of God. God's not carrying out his plan through strife. And so I just said, um, okay. And I just left it alone. And then when we found the house that we wanted and Ed and I couldn't agree on the price, Mm -hmm. I said, listen, I would love a cheaper price, but the man has already come back and said, I'm not going to lower the price. This is the price. And so I was willing to pay the price because that was the house God had said was ours. And um, I want to be led by the spirit and not just by price. Amen. 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 So my husband was going away on a trip and I said, God, I'm just going to trust you to handle it. Because what is that? Wisdom wisdom is not going to have strife. Now let me read the next verse before I continue further. It says in uh, James chapter 3, verse 17, but the wisdom that is from above is first pure, then peaceable. Mm. Ah, yeah. the wisdom of God won't have strife. The wisdom of God loves peace. Yes. Yes. Now don't misunderstand me. A false peace is when someone's forced into agreement and they're just, they're just agreeing with somebody to get you off their back. Right. Get you, yeah, get you off their back. Oh, that's, yeah. not, that's not peace. That's not agreement. It's force. I didn't want to try to force my way mm-hmm. into that place mm-hmm. on that situation. So I'm just, I'm going to let the peaceable flow handle mm-hmm. this because God's wisdom is peaceful. Yeah. Amen. And it says it's gentle. It's easy to be entreated. It's full of mercy and good fruits without partiality and without hypocrisy. So I know this, the wisdom that, that's from above, it's peaceful. If I get out of peace, I've, I've left God's wisdom. Mm-hmm. So good. Yeah. It's yes. huge to learn. Yes. Huge yes. to learn. Yes. So, so um, my husband was, had left to go on his trip. About two days later, he called and he says, you know what? He said, um, I'll agree to pay the price. <laughs> Why? Because evidently God yeah. talked to him. Yes. That's one thing I loved about my husband. He loved God. He loved when God said something and he knew it. Sometimes you got to step back and give God room to work instead of forcing your way onto people. Just step back and let, that's the wisdom of God. Stay in peace. Stay in peace. Stay in peace. peace. Don't get into strife. And not long after that, maybe just the next day or two, the house that we had on the market to sell, it had been under contract it fell out of escrow. It fell out of contract. And when it fell out, instead of me saying, oh my goodness, we can't buy the new house because Mm -hmm. our other house just fell out of contract. I said, God's giving us the opportunity to raise the price. We raised the price and that was the amount that my husband was trying to save. So God made up. See, so my husband got his way, but got it through a different, uh, got through a different route. He got more on the sale of the house, even though we paid the full price of the other home. So God met both of our desires, his wisdom, his wisdom. Amen. Amen. So the wisdom of God will not leave peace to get its own way. It will not enter into strife. When we've got entered into strife, we have left the wisdom of God. That's So let God have a place in your home, in your marriage, in your business, in your relationships. Amen. 
Sometimes we get troubled by tests and opposition because we've left peace. True. We've stepped outside of peace. Um, How do we step outside of peace? We step into that mental arena. Yeah. Amen. Um, I remember that years ago, someone asked a favor of me. And um, I, I looked to the Lord, do I do this? It was a financial thing. And I, I asked the Lord, do I do this? And God said to me, yes, I want you to do it. So I did it. And when I did it, I, I mean, I, I had no problem with doing it when God said it. But I knew this, that it put my financial, it put me financially in a place lower than I had been in a while. And so um, I was sitting in meetings, actually, attending someone else's conference. And as I was sitting there, the enemy said to me, you've just put yourself in a very hard place by doing what you did financially, meaning I, I helped someone out financially. And the devil said, you have put yourself in a hard place doing that. And I answered him. Remember what I teach? Every threat, everything the enemy throws at you, you answer it. Don't sit there and entertain it. Don't run it around in your head. Don't try to outthink it. Talk to it. You answer thoughts with words, not with thoughts. And so um, when he said, you put yourself in a very bad place dealing with that, I just answered it and I said, I never put myself in a hard place or bad place obeying God. Never. So after I said that, again, a few moments later, the enemy said, you just put yourself in a very difficult place by what you did, meaning helping someone financially. And I again answered him and said, I never put myself in a hard place obeying God. And that went back and forth for a while maybe the next 30 minutes. I I missed 30 minutes of that conference I'm sitting in because this is going back and forth. Mm -hmm. At the end of about 30 minutes, wisdom came. Mm -hmm. God God spoke to me. Mm -hmm. Anytime God speaks to you, wisdom comes. Picking up the word and reading the word, wisdom. That's wisdom coming to you. But when you're faced with something, listen to what God would say to you because faith comes by hearing. And hearing by the word of God or hearing what God says to you. So while I'm sitting there going back and forth, answering this opposition against my mind, wisdom came and God said to me, if you would just live in my presence, you wouldn't even have to listen to that. What's he saying? Uh, I offer you a higher place to be occupied with. What's he saying? Your attention is too much on the opposition. Yes. Amen. Oh, yeah. that's good. Um, the wisdom of God is peaceable. Remember what we mm-hmm. just read in James. The wisdom of God is peaceable. We can't live peaceful having our mind on the wrong things. Mm-hmm. When we have our mind on the wrong things, we just left the wisdom of God. Yeah. Amen. Because Amen. the wisdom of God arrives us at peace, not at struggle. Very good. Amen. Amen. Well, praise the Lord. Lord. Let me read to you Romans chapter eight and verse five. Well, let me just finish off what God said to me when he said to me, if you would just live in my presence, you wouldn't even have to listen to that. What's he saying? You're, you're, you're not, you're not as mindful Mm -hmm. of the place you've been raised to. 
as you need to be. Sometimes we're just living too low in our thought life. That's true. That's true. Our our attention is on the natural too much. Amen. Amen. Romans chapter eight, verse five says this, for they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh. What's that mean? Their mind is on things of the flesh. But they that are after the spirit, the things of the spirit. What's that mean? They that are after the spirit, their mind or their attention is on spiritual things. Verse six, for to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. What's that? The wisdom of God is a peaceful flow, right? So to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. So does it matter what we have our minds on? Yes. If our mind is on carnal things, occupied with opposition, occupied with the natural, occupied with tests, Mm -hmm. then it starts working against us. But if our mind is on spiritual things, what's spirit? What about what God says? What about his wisdom? What he has said to us? If we will hold our attention there, we end up staying in a peaceful flow. Many times people think the devil is their problem. And the problem is what you got your mind on. What do we have our mind on? To be naturally minded means our attention is on earthly and natural things that can trouble our minds. Don't hold our attention on natural things. Don't hold your attention on opposition. Hold your attention on what belongs to you in Christ, what he's already made yours. Spiritually minded people don't even notice what comes against them and tries to get their attention. You have to practice that. I said, you have to practice not noticing. That's the wisdom of God to not notice and hold your attention on opposition, but rather put your attention on the things of the word. Psalm 23, verse five, thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Notice two things present. The provision of God, the supply of God, the help of God or the enemy that's present. You choose. Where's your attention on? The table of God's provision, Mm -hmm. the table of supply, the table of answer for everything, the the wisdom of God, everything God's made yours, who you are in Christ is spread before you. It's spread before you. Partake of that. It's a table that will abundantly supply your life. Or there's enemies present. Right. Which one are you going to be occupied with? The wisdom of God chooses peace. The wisdom of God chooses what God provided. Meaning this, there's two things present. The table or the enemy. The table or the enemy. Thou preparest a table before me the table of God's word, the table of my redemption, the table of all things, the blessings of God, the table of what belongs to me in Christ. Everything is spread there. I can partake of that freely. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Yes, the enemy is present, Mm -hmm. but just because he's present doesn't mean you owe him your attention. God gave us something greater to be occupied with. And the wisdom of God focuses on what God provided that's present instead of what the enemy who is present. You say, well, if Satan is defeated, how come he troubles me so much? Um, <laughs> the enemy is present because he's not yet been imprisoned, right. but he is, right. a, he is a presently defeated foe. Amen. Amen. He has been defeated. One day he'll be imprisoned, yeah. 
but because he's been defeated, we remind him of his defeat instead of putting our attention on him who is present. Yeah. Just because he's present doesn't mean he's worthy of our attention. Yes. Amen. Amen. That's right. Now the wisdom of God is to stay with what peace offers you. Yes. Yes. Amen. 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 Now, um, I love something that one minister, and he's a, he's a leading pastor, has one of the largest churches in the world, and it, one of his Bible school students asked him a question, said, Pastor, because of the voice God's given you in the body of Christ, I can imagine that there's a lot of opposition that comes against you. And I love what he said. He said, I guess there is. I just haven't noticed. <laughs> Wisdom. He stays in the flow of peace. What is it? Spiritually minded, not carnally minded, not naturally minded. He holds his attention on the word and the flow of God. Amen. That's the wisdom of God. Yeah. Amen. Now, uh, turn with me in Isaiah chapter 26 in verse 3. Remember the, the verse that we had read, to be carnally minded or naturally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Mm-hmm. What you have your mind on matters. I said, what you have your mind on matters. The devil uh, suggests things because he's trying to draw your mind in the wrong direction. He wants to draw it to the natural uh, things of this world that you see because he knows those can trouble you. But if you'll hold your attention on God and his word, that's the wisdom of God. And it's life and peace. Isaiah chapter 26, verse 3. Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee for he trusteth in thee. Mm -hmm. Now, let's read this a little bit backwards. For he trusts in thee. Who trusts in him? The one who keeps their mind stayed on him. That's the trusting one. Mm -hmm. And then when our mind is stayed on him, he'll be able to keep us in perfect peace. What's perfect peace? Look at that phrase, perfect peace. Mm -hmm. Well, one, um, I believe it's the Hebrew that says perfect means peace. So it's peace, peace, double peace. Well, or we could say this, uninterrupted peace. peace. Perfect peace is not a peace that if I could say this, you're in peace one day and and harass three Mm -hmm. weeks. Then you finally climb out of that place and you stay in peace a couple of days and you're back troubled. No, no, no. That's not the peace we're talking about here. Uninterrupted peace. Peace you're skillful with means I trust God. How do I trust God? I keep my mind stayed on him. Amen. Now, Amen. look at this. Thou will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed. My job is to keep my mind on him. His job is to hold me in peace. Amen. 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 Well, praise the Lord. If this broadcast is a blessing to you, we ask you to become a partner with KCM, Kenneth Copeland Ministries, because that's the reason we're able to be on here. The partners of Kenneth Copeland Ministry fund this airtime. So if you're not a partner already, we ask you to pray about it. Go to kcm.org and you can sign up to become a partner there. And until next time, remember this, Jesus is the healer. God bless you. To watch or listen to today's message and other messages by Nancy Dufresne, visit DufresneMinistries.org. When God increases you, every arena of your life will increase. In this book, I Have a Supply by Nancy Dufresne, you will learn how rich and unending your supply is from God and how to make it a reality in your everyday life. 
Order this book now at DufresneMinistries.org. Jesus called healing the children's bread. Nancy Dufresne's book, Daily Healing Bread from God's Table, contains daily portions of healing bread for you to feast on and meditate on in your thought life throughout the day. Order this book now at DufresneMinistries.org. We trust you've enjoyed this message. Visit us at DufresneMinistries.org to learn of our upcoming meetings, share your testimony, submit a prayer request, or visit our online store. Thank you to the friends and partners of Dufresne Ministries for making this production possible.